Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your boy Tez back with another video or another episode of Animated Misfits. And today we got a new guest on here. What's good? <laughs> well, you might as well say what's up to the people then since you already. Oh, did I ruin it? You bro, just, <laughs> just go ahead. Just go ahead. What's Gucci? Uh, my name is Jordan. I'm a rapper. I go by Poetic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't know what so, it is. <laughs> no, I got you. All right. So on today's episode, we have another artist interview. It seems like I've been kind of lucky enough to get another one of these every week. So hopefully I can keep up this momentum, but I probably won't because I don't know like a million people, but it's just whatever. Um. Anyway, so why don't you tell the people kind of what you do a little bit? I know you said you're a rapper, but you just rap. Do you write a lot or what's up? I mostly write. So I write poetry, short stories. Um. I do freelance work, so if anyone needs like a a short story or like a draft, I write that mm. out for them. Uh, and then I I rap on the side because it just oh. goes hand in hand with everything. Okay, so the rapping is actually more of a side thing. I thought that was like foreground. Uh, I mean, it seems to be foreground because that's what a lot of people gravitate towards. But True. I make enough money off of it to do it full time. Trust me, man. I feel you. I feel you on that one. Uh, yeah, it's 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 hella hard trying to make money when you do artistic things. Well, at least in the start, it is. Oh, like oh my word! <laughs> I know what you mean. I'm sitting here like, bro, I'm broke. <laughs> <Money. laughs> I'm gonna need to start selling crack or something. This is ridiculous. I'm saying, man, like uh, you gotta figure out something. Cause working at like retail jobs and stuff is is kind of tragic when you're an artist. It's just the, the the two things just don't met don't mess well for us. I don't know what's up with that. It's like kill me, please. It's basically my <laughs> <laughs> no true words have ever been spoken. But anyway, so um, when did you actually start getting into writing? Uh, I think I started like writing for the fun of it. My sophomore year of high school, mm-hmm. um, I was in the English class and the teacher was all fun and whatnot. And uh, we had this assignment, like write a poem based on blah, 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 blah. I really don't remember. But as I was writing the poem, right, I was like, oh, it's kind of interesting, whatever. And so, um... I got an A on that. I was like, oh, I might be actually good at this. Wrong. I was trash. Um, <laughs> like, because when I started out writing, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just, you know, writing to be writing as a, like any person who starts out doing anything would. Mm-hmm. And so as I delved more into it, um, I got more versed on the subject of poetry. Um, my senior year English teacher actually gave me a book on like how to write poems and whatnot and i was like oh snap this is amazing you're the best teacher ever blah 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 you know what i'm saying um so i i was reading that i was like oh 
I was doing this thing all wrong. Like there's certain methods to the madness. Like there's different cadences, there's different meters. I was I was learning all types of stuff or whatever. And so that's really how I started writing. Um, and there was really nothing to it. It was just an assignment. And from that assignment, I got real actual joy out of it besides everything else in high school, which seems to suck the life out of all the fun in the world. <laughs> in the whole world, though, dang. In the whole world. Hmm. School, like, school, school isn't fun. There are <sighs> classes that are fun. There are teachers that make it fun. But school itself, that's tragic. It's trash. You know what, man? It, it, it is so funny you say that because legit, on pretty much every single artist interview that I've had so far, um, or actually in, in, in pretty much any podcast episode I've had in general, people have just been going in on school and college and stuff. So how actually do you feel about college? Like, are, are you still in college? Did you graduate yet? Oh, no. I dropped out like a year and a half in, bro. And it wasn't like... <laughs> It wasn't like I wanted to drop out, though. It was just money. So I was uh, yeah, I feel you. But what, what college were you going to? I was at West Georgia. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. And it was it was fun while I was there, but it wasn't like it wasn't my best experience that I could have ever had. Like, everyone makes it out to be like, oh, college is amazing. You get to do all this fun stuff. You get to meet all these cool people. You get to figure out what you want to be in life. Blase, blase, you know, the whole hoopla or whatever. Yeah. I get there. No one tells me that, you know what I'm saying, this ain't high school. Like, they say it's not high school, but they don't explain it enough to be like, all right, cool. I know I got to, like, be on my grind or whatever. Nah, they throw you to the wolves, bro. I was like, oh, no. What's going on here? <laughs> my first semester was so trash. I was leaving possible. My roommate was disgusting. Oh my word, it it was bad that first semester. So you actually got to live on campus then. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang. And like the worst dorm on campus. No. So even living on campus, you still didn't have that great of an experience. Now that part is kind of new. Yeah, um, like at least for my first semester, or whatever, when I first got there, like. Mm-hmm. So legit, two weeks into the school year, right? Um, I meet this one girl in my class, in my English class. It's like a science teams of the class or whatever, because I wanted to be a scientist for mm-hmm. whatever reason. That was the dumbest decision that I could have ever been, whatever. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> um, so I meet the, meet the girl in my class. She invites me out to her room or whatever, right? Get to her room. Her roommate's throwing a little party. All sorts of people, right? So we're all having mm-hmm. fun. And then three three of the girls that were in there leave, right? So everyone else in the rooms, like guys and girls, were all just playing Uno, whatever, doing, I guess, middle school stuff or whatever. Having yeah. Fun, right? So we're all tuckered out. We finna go to sleep in this girl room. You know what I'm saying? We got extra blankets. Some dude got unlucky and had to use a towel as a blanket. <laughs> that was that was hilarious. What type of right. mess? You know, it, it was just what it what it was. He got unlucky. So anyway, 
like an hour later, right? Sleep. Um, we get a phone call. It's like, hey, from the girls that left or whatever, one of the girls that left. Hey, you gotta come get us, hurry up, help us out. Blah 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 is drunk and she's naked. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Because we're all black, right? So when we see these these movies about white people getting naked when they're drunk, they're like that's just white people. Yeah. But niggas but, for real. But yeah, this girl was like drunk and got naked. I'm like, huh? This happens in real life. All right. So that's another that was another thing that was like, it's not high school. All right. Um, so we go we go to go get the girl or whatever, right? Because you can't have her running around naked. And she's in this dude, they're all in this dude's room. And they're all looking at her, looking at her like, oh, she's going outside. Cause she naked. She got throw up on herself, bro. It's disgusting. Like, she threw oh, up on herself wait. while she was naked. Yes. It That's was tragic. It was it was it was horrendous. It was horrendous. Jeez. But you know, we got dang cleaned her up, threw her in the bathtub, you know what I'm saying? Drowned her in water, and we never spoke to her again. <laughs> well damn, it was like that. Man, look, if it happens one time, it's gonna happen again, bro. Uh, true, true. She had to go. Yeah, she had to go. But that sacrifices had to be made. <laughs> that basically sums up my first uh semester of college. And that was the only semester that you actually stayed on campus, right? Nah, I stayed on for next semester. Um, and that's when it got better because I got into classes that I more I enjoyed. I got into this creative writing class, which went with along with the poetry. We learned how to write poems more effectively. I learned how to write short stories. That was great. I learned how to write a memoir. I was like, oh writing is so much better than every the 90% else what I'm doing in this in this hellhole. <laughs> yeah, so I'm 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 assuming that they did make you take during your first semester you was taking like what math and social studies that type of stuff, but like the basic classes yeah. they forced you to take. The real basic classes. Like I had yeah. a science class, failed classes that make no sense. Exactly. Math class got a D. It was bad. But that second Damn. semester, I was, as soon as I got into that creative writing class, though, my mind exploded. And that I got the A in the creative writing class. All the people I met in that class, I still talk to, like, mm. in terms of artistry and stuff. And then, yeah. like, my other classes I did so much better in because I was happier. True. Which I feel like people, people, people really underestimate that. And that's how I tried to talk to... Uh, try to have that conversation with a previous person on the podcast. Like it's kind of hard for some people, me included to do stuff. to like my full potential, if I'm bored, I'm just not having fun and I'm just, it's just a horrible situation. So exactly. Yeah. At least, at least I finally had someone on here who feels me on that. Like when you bored and you, it's like, it's just a whole shitty situation. It's just complete trash. You can't really do much about it. You just kind of want someone to, Come on, Dora, honestly, and just end it. Just end it right in there. Like, because you're being, I was being forced to do stuff which I had no interest at all doing. Mm-hmm. Like, write this three page essay on why Napoleon is blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but what? <laughs> I don't 
don't care about this dead man. Like, what? Huh? Get this short man out of my life, man. <laughs> Not... Napoleon's dead. He means nothing to me. True, true. Like, Christopher Columbus is... I don't, I don't want to talk about Christopher Columbus. Get this man out of my life, man. It's <laughs> trash. What, what, I gotta do th- what do I have to do this for? What is this? Plus, plus X, plus Y. Plus, I was like, bro, what? When am I ever going to use this? See, never. But yeah. So, like, like my um, second semester was so much better just because of that. Okay. So, you feel like, I guess, you got the most out of college during your second semester? Or was, like, just college overall, do you feel like you got anything out of it? Or do you feel like even if you didn't go there, you still would have been, like, the same? Like, you, you still would have got the same knowledge that you wanted to I mean, elsewhere? If I always say that I shouldn't have gone, right? Mm-hmm. Because I spent money that I didn't have just to drop out. Um, I feel that if I didn't go, um, I would have been far longer in my career than I am. Um, but because I did go, I know what not to do in certain in certain situations in similar situations if that makes sense i feel like i know what you're trying to say yeah yeah it makes sense to me hopefully it makes sense to everyone who's listening to this hi (laughs) if you're planning to go to college don't let them force you to take classes as soon as you get there that you don't feel like taking right you can do that in your second year or whatever like take the classes you absolutely you want to take like psychology like even if you don't want to take psychology that's a fun class because you get to do stuff that you wouldn't normally do and it but all also it depends on the teacher like if your teacher is a hard ass and boring Mm -hmm. no matter how much you like the class it's that class is not going to be as good as you uh would want it to be true and i'm i'm, I'm really glad that you actually uh pointed on that because that is something that they don't tell you in college is that you can take your major classes first if you want so you can in a way kind of finesse college like you could take your um major classes first and then i mean if you want to you can drop out or whatever you would still be wasting a lot of money because you don't get a degree or anything but i mean hey if that's what you want to do, fine. But I mean, if you're just gonna go in and drop out, and you want to do something artistic anyway, like um, was said in previous podcasts, you can just find most of the information online. Honestly, like anything artistic can be found online. So but to be real, yes, <laughs> yeah. Because I w- I I wanted to write a novel. I was like, I didn't learn. I learned how to write a novel, but I don't know like the ins and outs of it. Went on Google. You know what I'm saying? How to write a novel. Boom! First ten pages, pages just laid out for me. I was like, "Oh, it's this too easy." Right. Google should be like its own institution because it's really out here teaching niggas how to do everything. It's it's, it's magic. Bro, what it t- it taught me how to record. It taught me how to mix. It taught me how to make make <laughs> like. Mm-mm. Google is definitely the goat. Shout out to Google. Shouts out to you, Google. You're the real MVP. 
All right, then. So um, were you still kind of doing any of the rap stuff while you were in college, or did you wait until after you left college uh, to start doing that? I really started, like, in college because right before I went, my brother started, like, taking rap seriously. Mm-hmm. And he was in – um he was friends with Lil Yachty or whatever. And so he was in like the, that sailing team or whatever he he created. Yeah. Like 50 people, right. And he started getting big or whatever. And then my other brother, which I call my twin, but we're like fraternal or whatever. Um, He started rapping like, and he was getting good at it. And so they came to me. He was like, Hey man, you write poetry, blah, blah, blah. You might as well just rap. And so, they threw the beat on. I tried to rap. It didn't work out too well. <laughs> I was off beat. My lyrics didn't make no sense. It was bad. I sound like a two-year-old kid, man. It was it was tragic. But as soon like the more I did it, the better I got. I found my rhythm, found my flow, all that stuff. True. See, it's actually kind of it's kind of weird for me on for me personally because I don't really I don't know too much about rap or the whole music process or anything. So it's kind of interesting how like you actually do start off just straight up trash because to me it just seems like I don't know like people are just blessed with it and they just hit the mic and it's just boom like it just it just happens. But I don't know that that does happen. Like there are some people who like like you they could never rap before but like if a beat comes on they got it instantly i'm like oh my geez y'all are goats <laughs> that's that's crazy to me because i had to work i had to work to get you know what i'm saying where i'm at yeah in of, like mute in terms of uh skill and technical ability and all that stuff but them they're beasts they were just born with it Born with that natural talent, as they call it. Yeah. Like, the first time I did a rap, it was trash. The second time I did a rap, it was a poke. It was a rap about Pokemon. <laughs> I was just gonna get into that. Hey, I'm saying good at good segue, good segue. <laughs> so, like, I rapped about Pokemon. That was also trash. And so my brother found a new beat based on Pokemon or whatever. I'm like, oh, I can work. Okay, I can rock with this. And then I wrote it out. I recorded it. He was like, hey, if you speed this part up and slow this part down, it'll sound 10 times better. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, word. And at this point, like, I'm recording off the iPad with the beats, with the headphone uh, jack connected to it or whatever. So I yeah. have to talk around it. You're going to bring that trash can up. All right, so we're going to have to uh, restart whatever I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, What was that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was recording off the iPad. Um, Yeah, I was recording off the iPad with the Beats headphones, with the little headphone Beats jack, whatever, and I had to tie a sock around it, right? To, so I wouldn't sound all trash or whatever, or grainy or whatever. <laughs> recording in my college, it's not even a closet. It's like a it's like a wardrobe. 
that can close or whatever. Yeah. I record it in there. It's super hot and it's bad, but I record it like how he tells me to do it, right? And it comes out. I'm like, oh, snap, this is so fine. I'm the greatest rapper alive, blah, blah, blah. Because I've never rapped that good at that point in my in my t- entire life, right? Hmm. So I'm thinking like, oh, I'm the GOAT. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be on a song with Eminem. Oh, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This man, this man gets on the verse, on the song, on the track, or whatever. After me, he murders me. Still rapping about Pokemon. It's, it's, oh no. <laughs> oh no. It's terrible. <laughs> it, he, he put me to shame. But yeah, that was like the first Poke rap I had, we had put it out. All right. That's on YouTube and all SoundCloud or whatever. But it's the first one we put out. And after that, I was like, I was really just rapping for fun. And I was really like still super heavy. I'm still super heavy into Pokemon. But mm-hmm. it was, it was, I feel like at that time, Pokemon was much better there than it is right now. So I'm still rapping about Pokemon. Um, I'm on YouTube a lot. And there's a dude called Shofu who I've been watching for years about Pokemon content or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's out this thing called the Pokemon Cipher. Um, and so I watched that and it was like 12 people, right? Just rapping about Pokemon. And this man getting millions of views off of it. I'm like, oh, snap. He getting money just rapping about Pokemon? Oh, that's what's up. I'm about to do that, right? So he putting out Pokemon tracks, rapping about Pokemon, getting millions of views. I'm finna put out Pokemon tracks, rap about Pokemon, getting millions of views, because obviously Pokemon is one of still one of the biggest things in the entire world. Shit, like, oh yeah, Singapore people in you know what I'm saying Africa be playing Pokemon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, man. Talk about Pokemon. That's my in. And so I keep doing it, keep rapping. Um, I put out this one track. Uh, I forgot what it was called. Was it the trios? Something like that. Legendary trios or whatever. So it's me, my brother, and this homeboy I knew from school. Right, we mm-hmm. all get on the track. Right, we. Can you go to get your flu shot. <sighs> all right. Oh, dang. I forgot where I was. Oh. You were talking about uh, Shofu? Pokerap? Everybody oh, yeah. playing Pokemon? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trying yeah. to get so, millions of views? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'm thinking, like, this is my end. I'm thinking millions of views, rapping about Pokemon. Right? So I'm doing more Pokemon tracks, more Pokemon tracks. Eventually, I put off this track called Legendary Trio with mm-hmm. me and my brother. My homeboy from school. All right. We all gonna track. We murder it. It's the best poker rap that we made to date. Right. To like I put that out. Like three days go by mm-hmm. and it's already at like two hundred something views. Right? Dang, three days? In, in three days, right? Damn. And at that point, I'm only, I only have like 10 subscribers on my YouTube channel. So I'm like, yo. What happened? What is this? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Right? I don't have so many people. Like, where, where are all these people 
So I watched my stuff. Go into the comments, and it's this uh, producer named Uber Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Right? He's like, yo, y'all killed this. <laughs> Who is this random person or whatever? I click on his page. This man makes Pokemon beats. Oh, snap. <laughs> he makes Pokemon beats, and he gets like thousands of views off his Pokemon beats. Right? And then I dig a little more, and he was on the Pokemon cipher that Shofu put out. Oh, like, for real? Oh, I'm starting to get noticed. Right? So I'm going crazy. Because dude, this random dude that I had never seen before. I'm saying like my stuff and I guess he shared it and that's how I got all the views in that number of days right so I go all through his stuff right I find a beat um like that I really liked so me and my brother rapped on it right and it's fire so I went on his page right I found a beat I liked I really enjoyed right I did a little like rappers do this, like at least I do this thing, where you write a verse mm-hmm. for whatever amount of time, and you go through it and just take out all the trash and replace it with something better than that. So I did that, right? And I showed my brother the verse, and he was like, "Oh snap, yo!" Like he was, he was like, he was blown back, right? So he made a verse, right? And then we recorded it, and then we sent it to uh, Uber whatever mm-hmm. twitter or something like that and he's like and he like and me in the video i had my shirt off because it was hot in the house or whatever um so we, we shoot that little one minute clip or whatever sent it to him and he's like yo who's the dude rapping with a shirt off my brother was like oh yeah that's poetic he's like oh shit that nigga fly right so he was like wait one second so he got one of the dude who got one of the other dudes who was on the Pokemon Cipher to be in the little uh, Twitter DMs, and he showed that to him. He was like, "Oh shit, this nigga raw, All right?" He's like, "Hey, finish the song." He's like, "So we got these two dudes, right? Who's real cool with one of the biggest PokeTubers and Poke rappers, no uh-huh. man. Dude has his Twitter verified, all that, right? Companies like." legit paid this man money to do stuff for him, right? So my brother was like, yo, this might be what you need to do. Right, just start pokey rapping. Like, yo, this this is crazy. So we finished the song, we record a video to it, like an actual music video to it, right? Mm-hmm. I did all the editing to the music video, all that stuff. Right. So we didn't have to pay no money. We recorded off a little iPhone. And it turned out as well as you'd hope for it to be. Like it was pretty dope for what it was right like yeah. it's not super high quality but it's like it's dope i did a lot of editing on that right it's dope dope go check it out all you listeners shameless plug anyway i mean what, like wait, wait where is it on youtube somewhere yeah yeah it's on my youtube page so like you know i mean what's your youtube page if you <laughs> if you, if you yeah, to find it explosion you know what i'm saying poetic you know what i'm saying then t-y-p-h-l-o-s-i-o-n you know what i'm saying you know what I'm saying? Hit subscribe. Go find All stuff that. on YouTube, man. <laughs> <laughs> but we record the video, we make it, edit it, blah. We put it out. Right. And we sent it to him. And then Uber was like, hey, go to Shofu Twitch. 
And I said, I was like, all right, cool. I watch it anyway. I watch, I usually watch this man Twitch or whatever. And so I get into Twitch and I hear them playing the song. <laughs> so I'm like, I call up my brother. I'm like, yo, get on Shofu Twitch. This is crazy. So we hear them playing the song. All right. And we like introduce ourselves in the chat or whatever. Right. So we get like dumb love or whatever. And this man Shofu was like, hey, hop on my Discord. I need to talk to you. Right. And Shofu got this deep voice. Right. So it's like, I was like, but what? And like, I've been watching this man for years. So like, in my eyes, he famous. Right. He's <laughs> <laughs> famous for like what he does. Right? Uh-huh. So I'm like, oh, snap. This dude famous. He wants to talk to us. So we hop in Discord. And he's like, the first thing he says, yo, that was ass. I was like, huh? <laughs> God dang. It was like that. Oh, my God. Bruh, we got our hearts crushed. Right, but then there was they started la- everyone in the call started laughing. It was like, nah, nah, it's straight, straight, right? And they just started like making fun of us, but they was like also giving us praise or whatever. Yeah. Out of, out of nowhere, an actual rapper hopped in the call. This man named Six Seconds, right? Mm-hmm. And he like one of our favorite rappers, like me and my brother's favorite rapper or whatever, right? He underground or whatever. He hopped in the call. He watched it. He's like, mm, you know what I'm saying? He started making fun of us or whatever. We was like, y'all got potential. You know what I'm saying? And we was mm-hmm. like, oh, snap. One of my favorite rappers, right, just said we got potential to be, like, dope. Like, that was that was a major boost. So from, like, that point on, I was like, yeah, rapping is the way to go. I'm good at it. People like it. It's I got bars. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> lit. It, it's, it's lit. I'm going to be the GOAT. And... That's really how that went with pokey rapping. And that's really as far as it went, because after that, it was just, it tailed off. I don't know what happened. It was just, it got weird. I didn't feel like rapping about Pokemon no more. I want to talk about other stuff. Okay, that's actually interesting. You just kind of stopped. Like, what's I, that, what's I, I would mean? rap about it, but I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't put nothing out, if that makes sense. I didn't feel like anything was good enough. So it just petered out. Damn. After that whole story, you know, I would have thought the child would have continued trying to go trying to go somewhere with it. I mean, I feel you with not doing it, you know, if it, if, if that's not your thing or the path that you want to go, but that's actually pretty interesting. I mean, though. yeah, because it was like I was having fun with it. Like that was one of the most enjoyable experiences of my life. Mm-hmm. And of like my beginning, like starting my rapping career or whatever. And I was like, this is amazing, blah, blah, blah. But as soon as that happened, I realized that I can go, I can do so much more with it. Because mm-hmm. I started uh, talking with Shofu more. He was like, yeah. Uh, he, was, like, he was like, I realized that rapping about Pokemon is, is somewhat lame to people. But I'm getting money from it, right? She... So I, and I can do it, right? He's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. He's like, so find out what you enjoy rapping about. And rapping about it, you don't have to rap about Pokemon if you don't want to. Yeah, it's like my outlook on it because I had because what poetry I'm still writing poetry at this point, right? And I'm turning out like poem after poem and certain and sending them to journals and stuff to get you know, you know, what I'm saying get in like magazines or whatever. And I got so many, I got a wide range of topics or whatever I'm talking about anxiety, talking about love, all that blase blase stuff, 
talking about random stuff. I'm talking about pencils, I'm talking <laughs> about all that stuff. It's like writing about literally everything like that I can think of. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, I was like, I can, I might as well do the same thing with rap, not just about Pokemon. Of course, I'm still going with Pokemon bars in my raps because who hasn't played Pokemon? Right? They're going to hear the line. It's like, oh, this man play Pokemon, this man fire, whatever. So, yeah. Okay, so that's how that entire thing went with the whole Pokey rap thing. Dang, man, that seems like it was kind of a little journey. I mean, for a second there, I was like, am I sitting here talking to an almost celebrity right now? What's going on? Like, what's up? I mean, (laughs) I still like, I'm still, what you call it, capitalizing off of that, right? Because that was like a year and a half, two years ago or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? And people from Shofu's uh, Discord or whatever still talk to me. Um, mm. I'm still talking to Uber and like his range of producers. So I'm getting beats from them. Right. So because I did that, that opened up doors. Right. True. Better people to criticize my stuff like creatively because they actually make, because a lot of people in there make music. So they can tell me like what I need to do, what I need to take out. You know what I'm saying? change this like that's good keep that you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so i just like i just they just uh they're not a stepping stone but they're a i guess uh i don't know what to call it they help me out <laughs> basically <laughs> all right then so moving on from the pokey rap well how would you actually describe your style now you know for the people that's listening it's like well damn though so if you don't do pokey rap then you know what do you do now like what is your style now um i would say that's always hard to that's always hard to say right someone could listen to your stuff and and instantly know what your style is Mm -hmm. but you yourself you think i can do this i can do this i can do that whatever right so putting down my style is hard i want to say like i have all the styles but I really know I don't, right? Mm-hmm. Like, my, I guess my style is um is my is my cadence, my flow, right? When you come to my song, if you if you listen to my music, don't expect like Eminem inspected deck type bars, right? <laughs> I'm saying I'm saying I have bars, but I'm not saying nothing like super crazy and out of this world, right? I'm keeping it um What's the word? Relatable. Yeah. So who would you like compare yourself to, you know, for for the people that listen to rap and they know different types of artists? Who would you compare yourself to as far as like that that the rap about the same type of stuff or whatever? Like I do have like multiple rap personalities, right? Mm-hmm. Like, on one hand I'm poetic. On the other hand, I'm this dude called I'm this dude thing called the Pit Viper, right? The Pit Viper mm-hmm. is the more crazy lyrical miracle like type stuff right that's when i rap fast i'm more aggressive i'm rapping about like cars money all that stuff right like the normal normal rap stuff right so that's more like the mainstream stuff but poetic on the other hand is more somber like he's more like a earl sweatshirt if like people listen to him like that slow that slowed down um personal it's very personal right like almost too personal 
But anyway, like mm-hmm. it's more like that somber feeling. And I'm okay. giving you like lessons in that stuff. When and I, I do, trip, I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to outwrap you. I'm trying to show you why I'm the best rapper of all time. Okay. The confidence though. Oh, you gotta have confidence. I'm the best rapper under 25, bro. Okay, okay, I feel you. I feel you. Shout out to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. But um, yeah, because I, I I do actually feel what you're saying though, because you know I actually have listened to your music, so I do see the two different styles that you're talking about: more aggressive one, and then the more and the other one that's more personal. Me personally, um, I guess it's because I grew up, you know, listening to a lot of like. Um, R&B and stuff because you know I, I was around my mom and dad a lot and they listened to all that type of stuff so I personally do like the more uh, I guess personal slash poetic ish type rap um, which you also do so I'm feeling that but it is cool that you do two different types because you know people like different stuff have you ever tried doing any um, like a <laughs> Like trap <laughs> type situation, because I mean that that is popping right now. I mean, I can rap over a trap beat, right? And mm-hmm. that's really where the pit viper comes. Like he, when I'm in the pit viper mode, the the beats are more trappy, right? With yeah. the hi hats and the in the drums or whatever, right? But I mean, I'm not gonna make a I'm not gonna make a quote unquote trap song, right? I, I can't bring myself to do it. <laughs> like, if I listen when you listen to all the Lils, right? Besides Lil Wayne, like, but I'm talking about like Lil Pump, yeah, Lil Dan, like all them people, right? The new Lils. I can't bring myself to to mimic them with the with the auto tune hooks, the choppy flow, and the the simple the simple rhymes. I can't. It's I got too much brain power for that. <laughs> like. And someone told me, like, the reason they're so big is because they turn the brain off and just do whatever they want. And people like that. Like, they don't have to think about what they're talking about. I'm like, that's crazy because it's true. But I can't bring myself to do it. Like, every time I get on the, every time I I rap, I have to, even if I'm rapping on my trappy stuff and I'm in that poetic mood and I'm trying to show you how I'm the best, I'm still Mm -hmm. somewhat like giving you information, right? Yeah. I'm saying I'm better than I'm better than all these other all these lils, right? In terms of rap skill, in terms of technical ability, like you there's no way one of them can out can match me. Like in my eyes. Especially with the newer stuff that I'm making that I haven't put out yet. Like it's actually ridiculous how I put the words together. Like my internal rhymes, my external rhymes, the flow, the cadence, all that stuff. Like, it's out of this world. Even on the poetic stuff, I'm doing the same exact thing. It's just slower and more personalized. But I'm still giving you the same type of lyrical abilities. Like, I can't I can't do it. Okay. Well, um, <clears throat> since you did bring up, like, the whole Lils and all that type of stuff, uh, what do you feel? Because aren't you like what twenty three now? About to be twenty three, yeah. Okay. What do you feel is like the best um 
time of rap, as you the know. The best it. time? Like the best yeah, like age the best time. era? Yeah, the best era. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Not this question. <laughs> uh, that's hard to say, right? Because my gut visceral feeling is to say the 90s. Because I, I guess like that's it when we say it's the golden age, it really is the golden age. Like rap was taken off and there were so many dope artists at the time. Like no matter who you turn to, they were they were all fire. Right. Even if they didn't True. pan out career wise, they were like they were still dope. Yeah. Um the mid two thousand the early to mid two thousands was also good. Because it got more, it got more musically like creative with the rise of Kanye. Um, even though he's lost his brain now, <laughs> he had his brain. You know what I'm saying? He he was dope. You know what I'm saying? Um, Eminem stuff was popping at the time. Like underrated, but not really underrated. Underwater rated in the in the in the global scene, but like in Atlanta. Ludacris was fucking spectacular. <laughs> true, um, true, true. So, like, Common was coming out with, like, dope stuff. Um, a lot of, a mid-2000s was clean. Like, and then we getting in now, we got Kendrick, uh, J. Cole, um, The Rise of Odd Future, like, Tyler and Earl. Both of them were, like, super nice ASAP, even though he's not like the whole ASAP mob, even though ASAP Rocky's not the like most lyrically gifted, he's still giving you dope music, but I probably still have to stick with my gut the 90s because that's where like it it was, that was it's just dope you got Wu-Tang you got um, Busta Rhymes you got basically any nigga from New York, you got Nas Jay-Z Biggie and Tupac, um, Snoop, like it's just there's so many people that came out in the '90s that we still talk about today and still influenced how we make music today. Like it's just it's ridiculous. See, that's true, and I feel like the reason of that is because, um, kind of like with any genre of anything artistic, uh, more towards the beginning because I, I do know that rap started in like the 80s as opposed to the 90s but it's whatever same difference um anyway my my point is when it first i feel like people were doing it more for for the love of the craft of it um you know something new that was coming out people really got to put their own flavor onto it uh and i feel like it continued that way for a while uh mid-2000s you know you did start to get a few people in there that made it more for money reasons probably uh, as opposed to just because they liked rap in, in and of itself but you know today i personally feel like it is pretty bad because i mean well i'm, I'm not gonna say the whole thing is bad but you know more people can be manufactured these days like if you can have some little girl say catch me outside and then <laughs> <laughs> and then a whole year later, she's this popular quote unquote rapper because you can just give her some lyrics, put her in the studio, and because she has this big audience that just 
thinks that her little badass is just amazing, she's blowing up. Like, it's kind of ridiculous that someone like her could have been even nominated for a Best Rapper of the Year award alongside, you know, like Nicki Minaj. And... Hmm? She got nominated? Yeah, she did. I think it was for, like, was it for the Grammy Awards? Oh, my word. There's no fucking way. It was actually... <laughs> no, it, it it actually did happen, and I think it was for the Grammy Awards, but I could be wrong. Um, or as far as it being the Grammys, but yeah, she she was put up against like um, Nicki Minaj, Azalea Banks, and some other female rapper. I think like Cardi B or something like that. And then next to them, it was it was it was Bad Baby or Catch Me Outside, as I call her. <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh really? So this is this is really what we doing nowadays. So it's like you you have you have a mix of people. Hmm? That list is kind of trash that you just named. I mean, <laughs> Nicki Minaj is she's a, she's all right as a rapper. Cardi B is trash. And my, <laughs> like she don't write her own lyrics, but in her voice is like super hoarse for what she raps about. Um, Yo, don't do Cardi like that. Thanks. Is the trolliest of trolls that no one likes. She she is a troll, but she does she is she's a uh, an excellent writer. I'll say that much. Oh, she I never listen to her stuff. I just like every time I get on Twitter, it's Azalea Bakes is going off on this person because of whatever the fuck reason. I'm like, all right, cool. Then I just don't need to associate myself with her. Yeah, that's kind of the problem when when you talk so much trash that no one even cares to listen to your music. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. He's really the same. She's 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 the female version of six nine, and he's garbage. <laughs> Dang, I mean six six nine is a pretty big ass troll though. That that that's all I see of him is just trolling, trolling, trolling. I'm like, I'm surprised this dude is not dead yet because he always trolling people. I'm surprised he did not get shot, but whatever. But anyway, like what I was saying is um. It's kind of crazy how people like those are brought to the forefront. And then when you mention like J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, even though they are well known, you know, they still do win awards and stuff. If you talk to like the younger generations or, you know, just teenagers or teenagers or whatever, just kids, I'm pretty sure they're going to be more influenced by like the Migos and stuff as opposed to a J. Cole, just because of who's pushed to the forefront. Uh, Like... Like everyone knows J. Cole and Kendrick, right? But yeah. Coming up now, like J I D is dope. Earth Gang is dope, right? Um who else? I think Jaron Benton is underrated. Um I'd have to actually go through like all my music to find people, but you know, like people like them who are like lyrically and, and technically gifted with mm-hmm. dope music have lyrical miracles right (laughs) not they're not known as much because everyone is not is paying more attention to what you're doing online than what you are doing musically true so do you feel like you have to go more lean more towards underground artists if you want to find good stuff or is it just searching in general like I think underground has always been better than mainstream. Mm-hmm. Underground, they have to grind harder. They have to they have to be dope, right? To to have even have a shot at making it mainstream. Um, like 
Inspector Deck is mainstream, but he's still underground, right? He, in my eyes, he's the best lyricist of Wu-Tang, but you wouldn't know that because Method Man and Ghostface have um, bigger media appeal or whatever. Uh, I see what you mean. So, yeah. So you'd have to go underground. Six Seconds, who I mentioned uh, earlier, is underground, like super underground. And he's one of the best lyricists from New York that I've heard in the last like five years. Damn. Shout out to him. <laughs> Man's the beast. When this man for when I first started listening to this man, like he he was he blew my mind with like bar after bar after bar. Like he wouldn't even give you time to like dissect what he was saying. Cause as soon as he says something, you're like, oh my geez. And then the, like the next thing you hear is something even crazier. Dang. Man's a beast. But yeah, if you're if you're underground, you have to you have to be better. Like, um uh what's what's their name? What's their name? What's their name? Uh The Yaks. If anyone's ever heard of them, the Yaks is a duo. Oh my geez. They are they're amazing, right? They're definitely one of my favorite duos that I've ever heard in my life. And they're underground. So it definitely does seem like underground is the way to go. So um, do you feel like then, because uh, <clears throat> I, I have had this debate with someone before, uh, since you were talking about having more media influence, because it does seem like if you want to make it big these days, like you really, really have to have media influence, which is why, um, even though, you know, people talk a lot of crap about Takashi, he does keep himself in the media. Um and you can, through being in the media, blow your own self up, and you don't really have to get a record deal. So for you personally, would you rather have a record deal, or would you rather, you know, you're just on SoundCloud, you blow up, you have to pay for everything your own self, but, you know, you're kind of getting your own clout, as they call it, by doing your own thing, as opposed to, you know, being backed up by, I don't know, being on a label from Jay-Z or somebody like that. So in terms of that, like, it's hard to say because on one hand, if I'm with a record label, right, um, a lot of the stuff I don't have to deal with, right? I don't have to deal with, uh, I guess, money, really, right? For the most part, they'll pay for a lot of the stuff that I need to do. And I know how to find beats, like, easier. Mm-hmm. Um but they also restrict me from doing certain stuff. I know that for a fact. Um, I'd have to do like certain promo events and I'm really not the type of person to go out of my way to talk to a bunch of people, right? They're gonna have me on like 50 different radio shows and I'm like, I'm gonna be like mentally drained after the second one. I feel you on that one, man. Doing like freaking two hour interviews back to back to back. That must be horrible. I couldn't do it. Yeah. And they're going to be asking me the same questions? Nah. That's, the exact same questions over and over again. That's cap. But I would, <laughs> but I would be getting more revenue, I think, in my eyes. I don't know how the business works. I would be getting more revenue and more attention, you know, just from having a record deal. Um, mm-hmm. but creatively, I think I had, I'd have to go independent because I can do whatever I want. 
I know how to find a good beat. Um, so I know people that can make a beat for me. Um, and I can release stuff on my own schedule. I, I can perfect it the way I want to perfect it. Because I, like, every other time I'm not a perfectionist. But when it, as soon as I, like, start making a song, my perfectionist side comes out. And I don't put, I can, hold, I'll hold a song. I've done it before. I've held a song for, like, two months before I put it out. Because, like, there's this one thing that sounds off. And so I kept re-recording it, re-recording it, re-recording it. Kept mixing it, remixing it, remixing it until it sounded no until i had to like put it until someone told me like hey man stop just put it out like, All right. <laughs> but yeah okay. so i I'd, I'd have to go independent a record deal would be nice it just depends on who i'm getting the record deal from like if i get a record deal from atlantic i'm not taking it <laughs> like, that cash me outside girls on atlantic mm-mm. i know what they did the lupe fiasco nah I know it's, like, <laughs> nah, it's that's that's cap. Yeah, it really seems like what they want to do um, is the whole manufacturer type thing. So if you were with someone like them, that's really going to try to push you to a certain audience. They're going to change the way you your whole everything, the way you dress, your whole look, your style, the way you talk, everything going to change. But like on the flip side, if I was on like uh, Interscope or something like that, they would have a hand and stuff, but it's I'd still be able to be me. Yeah. They, I feel like Interscope says, I suggest you do a song with this person instead of Atlantic saying, you have to do a song with this person. True. But I, I think, but you know, I don't know the ins and outs of it. Yeah, I, I don't really know the ins and outs of the industry either. But I assume that because you, you did bring up the money aspect earlier I I mean depending on where you live obviously because if you live in you know some shitty place in the middle of nowhere you're going to have to work a lot harder spend a lot more money to get your stuff out there but if you can somehow you know fund all your stuff at a reasonable price and put yourself out there you will be making all the revenue back for yourself as opposed to you know with the record industry from what I know um, like the first amount of money you get is really just a loan for promotion and music videos and stuff like that, getting beats and whatnot. And you really don't start making any money until tours. So you're kind of working for free somewhat. I mean, they do pay for all your crap, but still kind of working for free <laughs> until you start yeah. doing those, you know, promos and tours and stuff like that. So I don't know. It kind of depends. Got to do something. <sighs> Nah, man. But like, in terms of that, in terms of putting myself out there, it's a curse and a blessing to be in Atlanta. Cause everybody in Atlanta want to rap, bro. I swear, it's. <laughs> I go to these open mics, bro, and they're like, like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my jeez, I can't deal with it. Like, and only three of them will be good. I'm like, oh my jeez. It, it's it's hard because it's like yeah we get Atlanta gets so much exposure as a hip hop city as a music city because we have like all sorts of music styles here mm-hmm. no one in the country but we do have country stars from uh, from Georgia um, right we got gospel we got all that stuff right so if you want to make it in the music industry like Atlanta is one of the prime places to be 
but it's also like it's super oversaturated. And Atlanta has that. And Atlanta is a club city, so like most shows that you would do here is mostly like clubs and stuff. And club, you have to put out bangers. I'm not that type of person, so I have to go to these shitty ass open mics. <laughs> shitty open mics. They are like the sound system. The sound system in there is boo boo, and the people are like they're fickle. Can and can't do on stage. So you don't get like full full creative freedom to do what you want when you're out there. Nah, not really. You have like, I can't. It's hard to say. Like, if I bring my own track, right, my own two tracks to perform, mm-hmm. right. Um, they have to be performance pieces, right. It's easier for me to rap over myself than it is for me to like say all the lyrics, if that makes sense. Because there are certain places where I'm rapping in a song, but realistically, I need to breathe there, which is what, like, in the, like when you're performing, which is what you would have a hype man for. And I don't have that yet. Uh huh. Like, I have people that I rap with consistently, but they're busy doing other stuff. So they can't like go out and do these shows with me or whatever. So, that's that's super hard for me to do because I have to figure out what lyric I want to put I want to cut out in terms of the performance to maximize keeping the song as close to as 100 percent as possible um, um they're not that big on dress but you can't wear something like super offensive like I have a Oh yeah, that yeah, makes sense. I have a shirt that says "fuck you," but I can't wear that. You can't wear that early. No, I can't wear it, but it's a dope shirt. Yeah, that sounds like a cool ass shirt. Dope shirt. That's a shame. Dang, I was just about to mention something you were saying earlier. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I always do forget that even when you are a rapper, you still have to, you know, take into account certain things as like breathing and whatnot because because like i mean to me it it just kind of automatically makes sense when someone's singing because you know they're really pushing those vocal cords and whatnot but it's like i i always forget that when you rap you have to like you still have to you know make sure you're breathing right and stuff because sometimes they be doing like the long ass raps and they do something real hard and you cannot as you saying do the whole song sometimes on your own. Like you need a break and just let the the background check the, the background track take care of some stuff. Like dog, you have no idea how many times I have to restart recording because I just run out of breath. I'm like, you know what I'm I'd be like, I'm like, all right, wait, let me get some water. You know what I'm saying? Let me stop it right there. Let me redo that whole thing and just like have to stop at a certain point and pick back up. Like there are some people who can do a whole thing, like from top to bottom. You know what I'm saying? But I I can't do it. I can't. That that breath control. Their their breath control is amazing. My breath control is decent at best. Like there are certain parts where I just yeah. like mm, my lungs just give out. Dang man. And there's like another thing that I've always found kind of cool about rappers. 
And maybe it's because I have horrible memory, which is why I could probably never be a rapper. But well, and obviously I can't rap. But um, it's I just find it interesting how someone can have like this long catalog, this long catalog of music, with all these words. You know, sometimes they do like the speed rap or whatever, and be able to remember all those lyrics to do a whole entire show, like a whole concert that's an hour or two long. You remember every single last word like, from all these songs you didn't have for like twenty years. That just doesn't make sense to me. It's so funny because I thought the same exact thing. <laughs> until i started doing it more because you'll like the thing is when you're recording it you might record it you might re- record it and re-record it three times right so that's three times that you're reading off your lyrics when you're writing the lyrics you're always going back over it to make sure it's on beat and it's exactly what you want to say so that's a good maybe 10 times that you're you're reading the lyrics right so now we're at mm. that you've gone over the whole song right so then after you record it and then you're mixing it then you're hearing it another probably two or three, no, I want to say three or five times, right? So that's, we're almost at 20 times that you've heard these same lyrics, these same words in the same exact way, right? Then with all that's done, you got to monitor it. So now you're putting it in uh, different types of speakers and stereos to make sure it sounds good on each one, right? So now we're at like 30 times that you done heard this. And now you haven't put it out yet, right? So... And this is just still one song. So now you're like sending it out to random people to see what they think about it, right? And you're also listening along with them or listening before you send it out to them, right? So that's a, that's another, now you're at like 60 times you're gonna hurt one song. And now when they say that's good and you wanna put it out, you gotta get artwork or whatever for it. You wanna release it at a certain time, blah, 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 right? Or you just wanna hold off into it and, and put until you put it on like an album or a project, right? So now you listen to this song a good 100 times, 150 times before it's even out into the world, right? So by the time you put it out, you already know the lyrics. Even if you, like, forget some parts, as soon as it starts, you just remember what you say, right? I could, I could write a, I could say a verse right now just because I've listened to the verse and I've repeated saying the verse so many times. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. And that's literally for every song I've made. Well, when you say it like that, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> if you hack, if you actually have to hear it that many times, I mean, so I guess you will remember it. Yeah. But then I guess, I mean. And then when people have longer discographies and they've been doing shows and touring for so long, right, they usually have certain songs that they always do. Oh so yeah, they're always gonna remember those songs. There was, those songs are always gonna hit, right? Um, so like, um, Eminem's my favorite rapper, so I just use him as a mainstay. He's always gonna remember, forget about Dre when Dre's uh, doing a show with him, because that song always hits. That was a that was a number one song at the time, right? He's always mm-hmm. gonna remember my name is, right? Cause that's like his, that was his breakout song. He's always gonna remember "Love the Way You Lie" because that's one of his highest views on YouTube, right? So every show he does, he's usually gonna perform those three songs or whatever. So like it's just it just that's gonna stay in his mind longer. Hmm. Well, that actually does 
like I said, make a whole lot of sense if you are doing it over and over again. And especially, like you said, for the, for the artists that have, you know, obviously breakout songs or whatever, whatever the, the songs that people want to hear the most. Yeah, you will remember those songs pretty well because I, I have heard from many artists like that they have songs that, that they've done so much that they actually cannot stand them anymore because they do them over and over and over again. It's just like, bruh, I don't want to do this song no more, but I got to. You don't want to <laughs> do it. You got to, though, because that's what the people want to hear, man. And you not you don't want to disappoint your fans. True. You got to give the fans what they want because they're the ones paying for you. Exactly. They're the ones paying your bills. <laughs> they're the ones holding you accountable. You may not like that song no more, but you got to do that song, bro. <laughs> <laughs> True. You got to do that song. It's kind of like, um, it's not really song related, but uh, old dude, I, I can't think of his name, the, the, the guy that played Black Panther um, from the movie, okay. and how like everywhere, everywhere he goes, he has to do the whole Wakanda forever thing. The little, when, when, when he crosses his arms or whatever, it's like he has to do it now. No matter how much he hates it now, he still got to do it. He got to do like, it. Because <laughs> the fans will not allow you to just walk down the street without doing that mess. It's crazy. That's why, that's why I, I really don't want to be like super big. Like, because that's good. That's going to destroy me. I'm going to be out like at Walmart just trying to get some eggs or something. And someone's going to be like, you bro, what? Hey, I'm going to get an autograph. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Do this little thing that you usually do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get some eggs, B. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that little, that little thing. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make some French toast right now. You know what I mean? Like, I, oh man, well, man, do the thing. They got their Snapchat out, out and open. Like, right. <laughs> and if you don't do it, you know you're gonna be all on um and Twitter media, and, every, like, and, and everywhere blasted. Like they be calling, they gonna be calling you an asshole. And like, right, right? you're the one in my face. Right, I'm talking about my own business, and that's why, like, when you meet rappers and they're like super non-friendly, that's the exact reason why, because they have random people coming up to them, asking them these, like, asking them to do this bullshit that stuff. Yeah, every single day of their life. Damn, that must suck. That's why I don't want to be that big. Like, if I if I get to do a show where it's only like two hundred to five hundred people just packed in a room, like every week. I'm I'm fine with that, right? Because I can mm-hmm. go out mm-hmm. and live my life, and I'm still getting enough money to pay bills. Do you think that you could ever, um, because I'm I'm not sure how much you like being in the spotlight as opposed to just writing the stuff. Do you think that you could ever be cool with just being a writer? Because they make most of the money anyway, and no one really knows who they are most of the time because they they super in the background, just just collecting money. That's hard to say. I don't think I would because they're t- like, I want to say I wrote that, right? <laughs> True. Like, people, if I wrote for someone else, they're going to go out like, yeah, I, did, I made this song, blah, 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 and they're going to get credit for it, right? I, of course, I'm going to get paid for it, but I want that attention that says, you know what I'm saying? I did that. I don't, and I don't want anyone to take they'll be able to take that away from me. That's why I like I mean <laughs> that's why that I, I can't be a ghostwriter cuz I'm I'm gonna be the, I w- I would want to record it. I would want to perform it. Mm-hmm. 
Like, and do you think you could do both? I'm not sure. Like, you're in the front ground. You still have all your own music or whatever. But, you know, you still write a little bit of stuff for people on the side. I don't know. It's, that's hard to say. I'm not, I can't, I'm going to have to, if I ever get to that bridge, I'm going to decide whether to cross it or not. Okay, cool. So, I mean, it does say, I mean, it, well, when I do think about it, um, it will be kind of messed up. Like, if you're writing your own stuff and it's good and you have a lot of attention, but let's say, you know, some dude comes up to you and he wants to pay you for a song or whatever, you write a song for him, and that song that you wrote for him just happened to blow up all the way up. And you're like, damn, yeah. I should have kept grand, that for myself. He gets, he, it's on a movie, so now he gets yep. an Emmy. <laughs> I'm like, bruh, come on, man. Come on, man. Oh, yeah, that's that's BS, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> True. I wonder I wonder if like the songwriters actually do get anything. Like if, if someone gets a Grammy, if the songwriter gets like I don't know, a copy of the Grammy or something. Like so at least something for them. I mean, they 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 have to. Because a lot like some of the Grammys that you say, like, it'll be like Blah blah blah, written by blase blase blase. Yeah, the main person is gonna go up there and accept it, but they like the other people still got mentioned in that acceptance announcement, so they have to get something. But it's like, man, I want to be on stage saying my thank yous to people. Like, yeah, thank you, Montez, for drawing my artwork for this album that got a Grammy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> true, true. And I do know that. I think they do it for the. I know they do it for some award shows. But they'll have like the the pre-show ish thing, more for like writers and stuff. But then like the main show is more for the quote unquote star that didn't really do anything but go into the studio. <laughs> no shade to but, them, like, but I mean talk. that's really Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real talk though, if I ever got a Grammy, right? One, that'd probably be one of the happiest moments of my life, right? That's insane. But also I wouldn't go up there with a suit, bro. I'd go up there with some sweats. And a random t-shirt, like in <laughs> some vans or some or some Nike SBs. Like, thanks. All right, I'm going home now. <laughs> <Bruh. laughs> I'm not gonna dress up nice just because I'm getting the be comfortable. I'm no, you guys are gonna be able to get to... past the red carpet event without being roasted to death before nah. you even get to the stage to get your award. Nah, I don't care if I'm roasted. I roast back. <laughs> I'm, if I'm getting joned on on Twitter, bro, I'm I'm going on my Twitter and I'm joning everyone back, bro. <laughs> what you can't talk about. <laughs> like. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-mm. You out here looking ugly. You out here with no hairline trying to talk about my, how I dress. I'm getting money. Well, B, I do feel you, though, because I also hate getting dressed for events. I, I don't like I don't like the whole suit and tie situation. I just want to be comfortable exactly. wherever I, I go. I hate suits. <sighs> Prom was only all right, so um, because I had a threesome at the end, but that tuxedo was so uncomfortable. 
Excuse me? <laughs> Who said that? Who else on this podcast? They crazy. That's wild. This is why you don't interview niggas, y'all. This is why you do not interview niggas. <laughs> but all right, though, outside of music, like, do you have any other hobbies that you do? And I know you're pretty big on gaming. Oh, bruh. Gaming took a good, but about 40% of my life away. You know what I'm saying? If music is a good 30%, gaming took a good 40%. The rest is eating and sleeping. Right? Because uh-huh. you, you're not going to say that games aren't fine. Like, Spider-Man that just dropped a couple weeks back. Oh, my jeez. That was amazing. The amazing Spider-Man. Get it. Haha. Anyways, like that was Spider-Man was dope. Uh, God of War that released earlier was um. Oh my jeez, that's game of the year right there. God of War is so good. But yeah, <laughs> I, I love playing games. Playing Rocket League, playing every, anything really that come out. They're all games dope. Uh, besides games, I like anime and manga. Like. What I'm watching right now in terms of anime is probably is Goblin Slayer and uh, Tensei Slime. Those are gonna be dope. Uh, Who the hell is Tensei Slime? Is it's one of them isekais like super tropey, where the dude dies in uh, in his world or whatever. He gets reincarnated into a slime monster, and it becomes OP and badass. It it's hilarious. It's actually it's actually pretty funny. Right, it's more akin to Konosuba than Sao, if that makes sense. Okay, okay. Um, that's gonna be great. Goblin Slayer is super dark. That first episode, oh my word! <laughs> is it like is it like a brand new one or something? Yeah, it's, it's super. It, they just came out. Um, okay. But I can't. I can't even talk about that first episode on here, bro. Nah, it's too. Is that bad? Is is. Montez, when I say it's brutal, bro, think about the worst thing you can put on an, in in TV anime. It is, mm, mm, mm. I mean, I've seen some pretty messed up stuff, so but, we'll see. Oh, hey, remember that video I showed you? Goose Goose? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <sighs> I don't know why you're watching that weird mess, man. Yo, because... Because Quentin showed me that, bro. <laughs> and I was like, bro, what is this? What is this? Bro, that was that was that was terrible. I showed this man that video. This man was scarred for his life. Uh, <sighs> everybody go, yeah, go this... YouTube and look up Goose Goose. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I bet you'll be a changed person. <laughs> Man, but other than that, you know what I'm saying. I guess like this is probably the segment where I talk about my top five anime. Uh, that probably be Samurai Champloo, uh, Gurren Lagann, Full Metal Alchemist, both of them. Um, what else? Shit, how many is that? Three. You got three now. You just need two more. Oh dang it. Uh oh yeah, uh Tsukigakure. It says romance anime. Oh my word, that's the most realistic rom. 
diabetes. So sweet. Um, <laughs> I need one more. Dang it. You got this, man. Just one more. It's one more. It's all no, you need. I, this is why I hate I hate doing top fives because I always forget one and I put this random one and I then I think about it later. I'm like, oh, how could I forget about? You know what I'm saying? Um, true, true. Uh, dang it. Okay, I guess I'll say One Piece. Shit, One Piece better be on the list, man. What you talking about? One Piece is fire, even though I missed like the last 100 episodes. Wow, it's been that long since you watched One Piece, man. What's up? Bruh, like after, as soon as I got the Whole Cake Island, bro, I got busy with something else and I missed like four episodes. And I was like, mm, that's four episodes. I don't know about this. And then four <laughs> episodes, then 10 episodes, 150. And now here we are. Well, I mean, to be quite honest, at the pace that One Piece goes, sometimes it's better to have a lot of episodes to watch instead of going one at a time, because sometimes, like, they'll spend half the episode not doing anything anyway. It'll just be a lot oh, of filler. Yeah, bro. That that Dress Rosa art, oh, my God. I want to murder myself. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 takes, it takes way longer than what it should in One Piece. They, they, they didn't make, like, a One Piece Kai or something like that and just take out half the crap that's not necessary. And... Okay, first of all, One Piece Kai is never gonna come out. Wanna why? Because One Piece is never gonna finish. Chill. It's gonna be, it's gonna be the year three thousand and eighty-one, and the author's like great great granddaughter is gonna be continuing. <laughs> One Piece is never gonna end, bro. Right. It it out. has been said from the author that One Piece. What he said is like eighty percent done now. I never trust that because at one point he was like, it's 50% done. And then he was like, it's 60% done. And then two years later, it's 50% done again. Huh? <laughs> How did you? What? What, what kind of system are we using? He went 70% and then he went back down to like 65. I'm like, oh, oh no, oh no, no, no. It's not going to end. It's not going to end. <laughs> true. I got to Honestly, I can't imagine the ending like anytime soon just because there are so many more mysteries that have not been wrapped up. So I don't really see how it can end soon, but. One second. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'm back. Yay. Yeah, I, I can't imagine oh. One Piece ending anytime soon. Yeah, it's, it's not ending. Um, those are my, those are like the dopest anime I know. Uh, a, a good honorable mention will probably be, uh, uh, what's that? Iron Blooded Orphans, the Gundam series. That's brutal, but it's also pretty dope. Um, I think My Hero Academia is trash, but that's just me. What are you talking about? 
This man, see, I'm about to, I'm, I'm, I'm about to end and delete this entire podcast just because you said that. Man. Wow, Wildin'. wow, wow, I'm really just not wild. Just not into. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Watch Black Clover. That thing trash too. You know what I'm saying? Black Clover is garbage. I've heard it's not the best thing, but I, I only watched like one episode and I stopped watching it. Attack on Titan, garbage. See, you you really out here wilding right now. What's going on? I'm not, I'm not bro. There, I, nah, that garbage to me. <sighs> well, I, I, I don't know. I guess I just I just stopped liking Shonen as much as I used to. Yeah, I love me some Shonen. Can't do it. I need me some original stuff. But anyway, and that, uh. Anime, manga, video games. That's dang, I'm boring. That's crazy. Nah, it's it's oh. all good. <laughs> uh if any of you guys watch soccer, right? FC Barcelona is the best team in the world. Real Madrid is trash. Uh Tottenham just got fucked up. That Tottenham Barcelona game was crazy. Right, Tottenham got shitted on. Uh, yeah, soccer is a soccer is dope. Well, if any soccer fans listen to this, I hope you did not just offend y'all. <laughs> Hopefully. Oh, I'm gonna say it all day, but you can't. Barcelona's the greatest team, like without question, for the past what's the year 2018? For the past 12 years, like we've been almost unstoppable. Like that's crazy. That's crazy, and you can't deny that Real Madrid's trash. I mean, I know absolutely nothing about soccer, so you can't offend me. But I'm pretty sure somebody out there is real salty right now. MLS is trash too. Oh man, Premier League trash, Bundesliga trash. You just gonna go in on everybody's team like that? You you just disrespectful today. What's really going on? As a team, I re- I love every Spanish team except Real Madrid, but even then, Real Madrid is is shitting on every other like league in the world. So you know, I love my Spanish teams, also uh, my Argentine teams because you know the boy it's Argentine, Boca Juniors, they dope. River Plate trash. Well, before this dude just disrespects too many people listening to this, um, let me see. I have I'm gonna say it again. My Hero Academia. Right, I will. Del- I will delete all this <laughs> right now because you're not about to sit up here and disrespect the goat. You're not gonna do that right now. <sighs> oh my god! Jeez. Well, I'm glad because these podcasts need to be pretty lit. I like doing them. Um, see, so we went over the music. I see you doing dope stuff out here, man. You're doing dope stuff. Oh yeah, you guys too, man. Because like, like I said earlier, when you're working at jobs you don't like, it pushes you to find other ways to make money or just to do something that'll lead you to making some money. Bro, I understand. Bro. Niggas out here struggling. 
They go, what? It's, it's Cap. Just totally reckless out here. I just, uh, the world is just, I don't know. I don't know. Topic for another day. We can't get into all that. I'm going to get mad. <laughs> yeah, please, please. I, 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 I'd actually get angry. Shit, I just got angry yeah. from like the previous podcast talking about it. But um, yeah, <laughs> we can say that for another time. Um, dang, I guess that's pretty much all I got to ask then. So I do want to say thank you for joining me on this episode, Jordan. Um, no problem. Please let the people oh, know uh, once again where they can find you, so they can listen to your music. You know, find you on Instagram or whatever. Give yourself a shout out. All right. My Twitter is Poetic Cadence, and Cadence is with the K. Instagram is the same thing. It's just the underscore between Poetic and Cadence. Uh, find me on Apple Music, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, all that stuff. Uh, just search up Poetic. Uh, Kendrick Lamar's Poetic Justice is going to be the first one that pops up because that's that's the way life is. <laughs> My EP is called Poetic and the Pit Viper. Real dope stuff. Um, I'm getting ready to release a new project sometime soon is waiting on some verses it's gonna be a one uh yeah i'm real dope if you find any shows that i can do in your area hit me up let me know i'm trying to get big but not too big (laughs) yeah if anybody does listen to this and they do have some connects please hit them up because we're kind of not gonna get anywhere um, in this art community, we don't help each other out. So, yeah, if you know something or you know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody, you know, let them know. Hit them up on the gram or Twitter or whatever. Hit me like I can't get on all that. That's messed up. <sighs> I was going to say fucked up. <laughs> this nigga keeps trying to be disrespectful on the cast. What's wrong with him? Uh, but yeah, once with y'all again, y'all can find me on Instagram at Cartoon J, uh, 2015. You can find my artwork and stuff. I did do the art for Jordan's EP. It, it is an EP, right? It's not an album. Yes, EP. I always get confused with those two things. But all right, yeah, for his EP, I did do the artwork for that. If y'all want to check it out, or you can check it out on his on his Instagram. It's up on there too. Or whenever you look up the EP itself on Apple Pod, not Apple Podcast, Apple Music or whatever, it'll be there too. So yeah, shout out to me. <laughs> Real talk, when I released that artwork, everyone was like, oh my word, this is flames. I was like, yes, bro. I got this man. It's mad. This man. And Montez, bro, you have no idea. They they was loving your stuff. They love that shit. <laughs> Hopefully, if you ever need me again, I can do much better next time. Because sometimes I do look back at look look back at it, and I'm like, dang, I could have did more. But whatever, it's in the past. Do better next time. But anyway, yeah, thanks, thank y'all for tuning in, listening to this episode, uh, and peace out.